Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks We'll talk about it in the next episode Blue is the warmest color Blue is the warmest color a little bit, but I want to talk about it here just just a touch. When I talk talking about things like being gratuitous, mm-hmm. like how films can be gratuitous, right? Where like life is gratuitous, though. A lot of times, like yeah. the way we eat, sometimes right. the way we fuck, the way we do a um, lot. Of, but we don't like it when a film show us shows us the gratuitous nature of no. being a human. Life is. And, oh, go ahead. But this movie, I think more so in Blue, but in this movie the. It's gratuitous in in the fact that it is, it's showing us how occasionally occasionally boring, boring life things is. are. Yeah, this is a weird thing that comes up in art films all the time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, here, perfect example. When we did uh, Sofia Coppola month, she showed us a lot of boring moments that were just boring. They're just boring. Sure. This movie and. The next movie we're going to talk about show us a shitload of, oh. in particular, Blue is the Warmest Color, shows you massive piles of boring stuff. It's not boring. That are compelling. Yeah. Almost like you're hip, hip, they're hypnotic in a way. Well, it's that thing where you're, it's like, let me show you what real life is like. You know, sometimes life is boring. Sometimes life is insane. One of my biggest complaints about a lot of movies from Vietnam is how many punches they pull. Like because it's not yeah right you're gonna show me like okay we rigged him up with squibs and we shot him that's one of the reasons I love Full Metal Jacket is when we go to Vietnam in Full Metal Jacket they've dressed up the corpse of a Viet of a Viet Cong yeah uh, combatant and, and they've made it's his birthday, birthday and they're taking pictures yeah. with it and f- putting cigarettes in his mouth and and it's a dead human a dead human yeah and Kubrick in one of his two good movies <laughs> shows you like. He's like, yeah. Hey, you know how no one ever tells you that war is fucked up? Guess what? War, war is, is fucked, super fucked up. up. And not just the war part, but the preparing for it. Right, man. What we do to our... That's why yeah. I like this movie. Yeah. There's big, long lulls. But when they... they There's other movies where they're like, and then they show you a sex scene, and it's like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the fans are blowing. Right, and there's yeah. like rose petals <laughs> flying. This is nothing attractive about their, their fucking... No, none of the sex in this movie is hot, is hot or... Uh, Unlike erotic. Blue. <laughs> yeah, Blue is the warmest color. That, actually, we'll talk about it on that episode. That's one of the huge criticisms of that movie. Is, Most people fap to it. Is that, well, is that it's shot like porn. It is, than, like, yeah. The rest of the movie is realistic and the second the 15 you get minutes to, of sex is all shot like porn. 16. Yeah. 16 Well, minutes. if you go on Pornhub, the clip, the clip that <laughs> threads together minutes, is 16 yeah. minutes long, Fair so there's that. But I don't know, man. Um, okay, so we're back in the apartment. Uh, one of my theories is that she's trying that Maria Schneider goes to the she keeps going to this room in a weird way she's like Adele from Blue is the Warmest Color even though I just was like let's stop talking right, about yeah. Blue but, but they are sort of like sister they really or cousin are. pieces so, so Maria Schneider's character comes back I think she comes back to the room because she's trying to escape the artifice of her life and she feels alive with Brando. Right. She doesn't always feel good with Brando. But it's not being filmed it's and not it's not fake. fake. 
yeah. It, well, I mean, it is, but <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I in the context of the film, <laughs> yeah. But it's it exactly. She gets there, and in reality, her her boyfriend is creating this love romance thing that isn't necessarily doesn't actually real. exist. The camera rolls, and he's like, "I love you," and she's she goes in her head. She's like, "Do you or are you saying? Or are you it saying because it because it's going to be a good when thing?" When she gets to with see, Brando, yeah. and Brando's like, you know, he's like. Uh, I smell something crazy. Did you just fart? Uh, look at your hair. You've got hairy lips or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he says mean shit to her constantly. But it's... It's honest. It's honest, yeah. Which is disgusting because then it's like, well, an abusive relationship, at least it's true. I know, dude. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's right? horrible. This Fuck, movie just <laughs> this movie just drags you like down into the shit and then it like sends you into the heavens. But but that's that's life. God damn it! This I mean, this Dude. is kind of not like Straw Dogs. It's completely different, but it is though. It, it is. It has it, it has, has similar it has similar problems mm-hmm. with it. Problem it has not problems. It has similar problematic moments. Yes. Like in I would never. There's a lot. I've read reviews of this. That's like half a star. I was so disturbed. I'm like, no, no, no. This movie doesn't get half a star because it upset you. Like, how was the how movie? was the movie though? Yeah. I don't care whether it bothered you or not. How was it? Right. And if you're like, I was really bored and like some of the stuff was pretty fucked. It's like, well, okay, all right, great, okay, but that's not what you think what'd of you the think movie, of the movie yeah. though. Because look, I'll I'll say right now, the worst, not worst, the most worst, not as in bad, worst as in I don't ever want to see it again. I watched this movie called a Serbian film. Oh yeah, you, you've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Oh dude, like. A Serbian film, every frame made me killed. When I was done watching that movie, I, t- I think I said it on the podcast, I didn't feel any emotions at all for, for about like a, a week. For like a week, yeah. I just was dead inside. That movie fucking like gutted me. It's horrible. And you're on record as saying, don't watch this movie. I am. Uh, it's the only film that I am on, I will say categorically, do not watch a Serbian film. That said, I will also say, a Serbian film is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It is flawlessly executed the effects are perfect cinematography is incredible every performance is on point that whole movie is put is a well put together beautiful beautifully made film and it's so disgusting that i will never watch a frame of it again if i can avoid it dude that season three patreon exclusive i'm not kidding i that's the only circumstances under which i'd watch it i would watch it if we could talk about it in a critical fa- in a critical manner, and I would like to in do a it clinical manner, I'd like to do it someday. I'm not going to rush it, but yep. I would like I would like to broach that with you somewhere down Season the road. Fifteen, I don't know, but and I was I've also kicked around the idea of doing it with a guest that I know is geared toward that rather than you because I don't want to subject you to, to, it? to no. that. But I, it is something I'd like to revisit with with this this cap on, right? Yeah, you know where I'm watching and I'm like, okay, here's the metaphor that we're working. Working with here's the cinematography and I will only ever if I do ever oh. watch it again it will only be once so when I watched blues when I watched um, last tango in Paris yeah this movie troubles you definitely but four out of four dude this is a mm-hmm. this is a you're not you can't take anything this away is from not, this movie you, no god damn Ch- it challenging films aren't bad films that's just it like if something offends you that doesn't make, make it, it a, bad yeah it makes like, it offensive right if something is challenging or difficult, that doesn't make it bad. It makes it challenging or difficult. Right. You know, like, and you cannot like movies 
For sure. sure. For sure. Like, if, for example, I think The Beguiled is a great film. Mm-hmm. You think The Beguiled is boring mm-hmm. shit. Yes. I don't think either of us are wrong. That's how we But I'm to also it. not taking away from that I think that's a beautifully shot movie. Right, exactly. And I think that's part of the last tango conversation where it's right. like, yeah, but it's loaded with rape. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're like, well, <laughs> well yes, yes, there are two, maybe three emphatically rapey scenes. But there are also, in a weird way, the sex is the least important part of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't, it matters the least. Absolutely. Yeah. It exists because it has to exist. This, this sex is not... Uh, in a in a romance it's movie, it's kind of painful. It's you know like they call there's they used to call them love scenes or yeah. whatever where it's like they're making love. This is like these are nope. like fuck scenes. These are like it's not, not even it's that. Not even it's, that it's like it's like grief counseling or sparring or there's no word for it no. really. But it's just a thing. So I said he's using her as a pin cushion because there's nothing there's nothing pleasant or pleasurable about sticking a needle into something no, like not really like but this is like a drug it's like a drug addiction he's or using something. her like a needle yeah exactly he's sticking himself with her and like in a weird way the the, the while tumult, he's doing that he's like destroying her as right, well like, exactly they, they do they like he i would say he is and he's not solely responsible like she does they both do this to each other but well, brando has showing up at the fucking apartment so there is that yeah brando but brando has the burden of it man like he his character destroys he destroys himself he destroys her but in a weird way i think it's implicit in the film that maria schneider keeps coming back because when she's with brando at least it's she knows something real the yeah the hurt is honest the way what whatever she feels good or bad and there's moments where they bond there's moments where he pushes her away there's moments where he pulls her in closer Mm -hmm. like they have they have some playful moments with each other it's whatever it is yeah whatever it is it's real to to her at least Mm -hmm. i think in a lot of ways for brando it's escapism for a big chunk but for her it's utterly real well a lot of it's yeah it's to cover the pain of or to degrade himself to the point where he can understand a little bit right he's he's trying what's happened well they're both and but actually you know what they're both trying to do the same thing Mm -hmm. he's trying to feel again she's trying to feel anything because she lives in an artificial world outside of the weirdly artificial world where she feels alive. That's so crazy. This is an, an amazing accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. Can we talk about, let's talk about Brando's, it's also Schneider's too, but let's talk about Brando's five part, four part monologue. Okay. They're laying in bed on the floor. She's topless and mm-hmm. she's like, playing she, with yeah, him and she's sort of sitting at the end of the mattress because it's not a bed it's just a mattress on the floor it's the hellraiser like what the fuck yeah oh my god um hellraiser 2 yeah <laughs> you the, know the mattress the, yeah yeah this the fleshless corpse comes out and it's mm-hmm. the scariest shit ever and one of the best effects i've ever seen yep. so they're laying there and and she starts like they start kind of talking back and forth and she accidentally says a name or something and he's, and like, he's like no no stop names. doing that shit right yeah, like you can't tell me names, and she's like, "Well, tell me about you as a kid. What was you? What were you like? You know, tell me, blah, blah. tell me something." She's mm-hmm. like, "Please, I just need something." And that's when, do you? What's your what? What detail stuck out most to you? Uh, with his monologue, um, how natural it was. There was zero. There's like zero acting going on there. Um, it's all just. It's like you were to ask me, Carl. Tell me. 
I want you to make up a story about you growing up. Or you could just or tell me a story about that, how do we know this isn't Brando just telling us just about telling a story about but that's what it feels like. So that is my takeaway is that this doesn't feel because when the great acting is happening, sometimes you can tell it's great acting happening. Right here, I'm like, it's, no idea. it's Paul telling a story. Yeah, that my the detail that stuck out to me. There's a bunch of them because it, in a way, you can you can say with like 90% certainty you're like this is made up this is acting because it is a series of very specific details Detail, yes. that he weaves a story around and the one the first the one that sticks out most to me is his memory of his dog he he goes we had we had this this dog when i was younger and then the dog I just remember, and the way that he stops, yep, and stops starts, and goes, and yes. he moves around, he goes and he, back, he backs himself up. He goes, where, yeah, where he'll be like, I was gonna tell a story, but really all I nah, care about is, is this part. So he'll of jump it. out yeah. of the story to tell you a detail from the story, and then he just t- changes subject. Yes, it's we 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 talked about Michael Fassbender and hunger, the pauses. Mm-hmm. That is pacing in great acting. This is this is how real people talk. Yes, this is naturalism. Yes, <laughs> it's insane. This is as natural. A monologue as I think I've ever seen. I, yeah, I can't think of anything close to it. But the, but the the detail about the dog when he's like, we had this dog and it would run for rabbits. In this, we had a field of mustard, and I'm like, a fucking he's a field of mustard is what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Why mustard? Yeah. You'd be like a field of wheat, a field of corn. But it's a, a mustard field. field. It's yeah. a mustard field. And you're like, that is so strange. And then he's but like. But it's a detail. Right. And then man, he's like, it's, oh. and the mustard was going so thick that a dog couldn't, a dog couldn't see it. And it would jump. It jumped. So he could see. So the- he could see the rabbits and then down into the mustard. And you're like, it's gorgeous. And then he's like, I used to, he starts with, he's like, I used to work in a, for a landscaper. Mm-hmm. Awful, hot broke my back this man who the my the boss he had, uh, always had a clay pipe never the drool shit he never Fuck. filled it and then the spit I made bets with myself when it would fall I always yeah because he goes the, the spit would run down the stem to the bottom of the bowl and hang there and i'd i'd make bets with myself for when it would fall and i never, never won. won never I i'd look back <laughs> i'd turn away and i'd look back and it'd be gone and, and a, a new, new one, one would become fucking crazy. Dude, the clay, the clay pipe detail is like, oh my god, stunning. His drunk father. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, she's like, what was your childhood? And he's like, well, my, you know, my mother and my my father was a is a drunk bar fighter, whore fucker, very masculine. It's very dude, masculine. it's so yeah. goddamn amazing. And then he goes, my mother. She's a drunk too. That's kind of it for her. Yeah. Holy shit. And this is the, this is what I was talking about. This is where Marlon Brando he nails it to the point where you're like jaws on the floor. Cannot believe how well that monologue went. And he's bam, and he bats the ball at Maria Schneider, and we pan to her, and she starts talking. And she this is when she talks about um the first time. She had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's running well, down she the hill. Goes, yeah, she goes to start talking, and it's not. She doesn't start with running. She starts with her cousin. She's oh, that's like, right. Yes. And he's like, "You're gonna tell, look me in the eye and tell me honestly, he never touched you." Because she's like, she's like, "No, I had a crush on my cousin Paul, whatever his name right. was." Right. And he's like, he's like, "No names," and she's like, "Oh well." And he goes, "So did you fuck him?" And she's like, "What? No, we just never, never at all." But I could tell he liked me. He's like, "You're lying to me." 
and he Brando. This is awesome too because if she's improving, maybe in her original improv, her cousin never did anything, but Brando pushes. He her. put it in there, and yeah. she pushes back and says, "No, no, no, he never did." And Brando's. This is awesome acting. The two of them working here is incredible because Brando refuses to let it go because mm-hmm. she could now move on. And he goes, no, no, look me in the eye and tell, tell me, me you didn't he never touched yes. you <laughs> to the point where Maria Schneider is now like, I guess I, I guess yes I have him. to. Yeah. And she goes, well, yeah, but it was the way he touched me. Come on. What a great like. She, OK, I'll fine. If you're going to push this in, I'll take it and I'll take, I'll a, take left it the left turn with yes. it. It's amazing watching them fucking work, dude. It's so good. And she's like, you know, and it, she's like, it was just and then she she glosses it, too. She's like, it was brief. And then what we did, it was I think it was either behind a tree or a church yeah. where she's like. So we just, you know, I got me off or like I, she rubbed herself off and he rubbed himself off and they watched yeah, each they other started masturbate. masturbating on, on the count of three or whatever. Right. On the count of three, they both started masturbating. And it's like this, again, it's one of those weird childhood beats. One of those deep, those moments that pop up in movies where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe she would, she would admit that. But I guarantee you, you talk to, talk to a hundred people. Right. Something like that is right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Something like that is somewhere in their past. So, like and you to hear her say that you're like you applaud the vulnerability mm-hmm. and you're also kind of I mean you can't help but be shocked by it where you're like oh my god but then you're also like good like wow the well, honesty you're seeing there. is yeah. incredible and then he's he this is this is the moment where she's like all right here's my serve here comes my monologue Brando gets up and starts <laughs> completely just walking around the room disengaged utterly yeah. checks out of the scene. Ding, ding. He pulled shocks and that fucking is amazing, is, yeah. dude. Because Maria Schneider is going, and you're like, "All right, here we and go. She's Time for like a monologue." Inter- like not uninteresting thing. No, she's like, like, "I always wanted to be." You know, she's like, ah, and I, "When I was young, I always loved piano." And he's like, "Tell me about the first time you had an orgasm." Yeah. And Paul keep because again, but that's true for Paul. Paul keeps it in sex. Yep. Paul and she shows that's what she is there for. And to Maria Schneider's credit, massive credit. He says, like, tell me about the first time you came. And she could be like, well, I was fucking this guy. She goes, I was running, I was down, running a hill. down a hill. Oh, fucking love and you're like, good for you. God yep. damn. Like, it's cool to watch her not let Brando have it drown her in yeah, the scene. Exactly. You know, because he could just wash over her with like his Brando ness. She doesn't. She surfs on the wave, man. Fucking it's fucking a. Awesome. He's like, tell me about when you came. And she's like, okay. All right. I was running down a hill and I started to feel a feeling right here. And you're like, Good for you, girl. Yep. Shit. Yep. Brando Brando drops drops a wave on you and you just damn. Bam, exactly. <laughs> She's like the ex presidents of surfers. No kidding, like, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> She's just she's just rips it to pieces. It's such an what a goddamn great scene. Um She's walk. She walks. He walks around the room and he pulls apart the ladder and he puts a like a clock on her head or something. Yep. What does he put on his her head? harmonica? He puts he his harmonica wearing. on her head and he's like spinning his paint or his his ladder stick. Yep. And what's cool there is Brando made a choice in that scene that will take us into the next scene flawlessly. Because again, a lot of this, almost all of this, is improv. Brando gets up. And walks into the other room and Maria Schneider's like, you're not even listening to me. What the (laughs) fuck? I tell you shit. And she has righteous anger where she's like, you were sharing. What are you doing? But Brando refuses. He's like, no, because he's he's made his choice. Yes, he has. And he's like sticking with it so firmly. Right. He's like, no, I'm done with this scene. Or no, it's not even that. It's Paul is like, he's like, Paul is grieving now. 
So yep. Paul is not going to listen to you. Yep. Scene's not over. He's still. But Paul. Paul. Yeah. It's it's done. weird because it's not. It is. It totally is because Brando's acting. This is a performance. Yep. So Brando's making choices, but they're all so natural. They're all so under the surface. Oh my God, Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> But that we come back. I want to come back to it again. I don't think his performance doesn't work if 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 he doesn't have her. No, absolutely not. To play off, absolutely not. If it's an an actor of any less ability, that doesn't. I don't care how fucking good you are. Yeah, if I get on stage with with Michael Fassbender, I might look like a schmuck. But but my performance is going to get the work with him, and he's going to look better because of what I'm doing. That's one of the big complaints of a lot of actors is like you're not giving me anything to work with. Right, exactly. If you need that. Right. You might be master class material. Unless you're Tom Hardy in oh. Locke, because then it's just then him it in a is car. Just, but that's, <laughs> it's but a different that, type but of that's acting. But that's a different type of acting mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. When you have to do that kind of like tennis match with someone in a room, you if, if she is anything less than perfect, right. his performance suffers. And so it works both if you pl- ways. If you're playing, if you have a master playing with a beginner, you're watching a boring game. Yes. So when Brando, and especially. Especially, especially props to Maria Schneider here, because if anyone less than, okay, tell me about the first time you came, someone goes for the obvious or just tells you something banal or inane, Mm -hmm. that scene loses. It's boring. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, oh, some, some dude with a fat dick. Or whatever. Uh, Whatever. Who cares? Or you masturbated to the, I've heard it. Right. You're running down a hill. Yeah. And you start to feel like that is super, I'm in, like, what? It, if you Tell don't, me more about she's, this. She's doing, yeah. she's, doing the, she's doing the work he's doing. Yes. Because when Brando d- checks out and disengages, what does the actress do? A lot of actresses might, or a lot of actors, a lot of anyone might sit there and turn to the director and be like, what am I supposed to do? He's not right. giving me anything. But she stays she's, in it. But, but then she, she does. She gets fucking angry at she him. She stays in it. She works. She's like, it's what? Like, you, you're not fucking listening to me. So what Brando actually does is he walks into the room where the telephone and the lampshade are mm-hmm. and he sits down and he smell. starts to cry. Yeah. Brando just breaks down. He shares some memories from his childhood. He tries Leaves to ignore hers. Room. Yep. He try, gets a couple sexy details, but it's just not doing it. He gets out of the room and then grieves. Flops he down and grieves. the yeah. fuck down. And you're like, where'd that come from? Wow. And I don't, not anyone, not anyone can just. Not everyone could do that. You're watching it and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Um, dude, what about the, uh, oh God, what a great movie. What about the scared of the dark scene? Mom. Mom. That's fucked up, Mom's dude. Mom's sitting there being like, oh, you should. I was so worried for her. And I don't like, I don't fucking like her. I don't like her character. I think she's shitty. I agree. But as soon as... I don't like Marlon Brando's character no, much either. No, of course no, I don't either. The only person you root for in the movie sometimes is Maria Schneider. Yes. She's kind of the hero here and there. But honestly, I end up not liking much of her either. But mm-hmm. Bra- I, I don't like Brando. I don't like her. I don't like the mom. Yeah, no, but I love like, the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's so good, dude. It's so good. But no, I was terrified for, oh. for, for Mommy Dearest there. I didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. Uh, He's, I didn't, he's so unhinged. Unhinged. I thought maybe he was going to rape her for a hot second. Holy shit. There, it never the, crossed my mind, but when you said it, I got like chills. Yeah. I was I'm like, like no. oh shit. I, was, I also thought he was going to crawl on top of his wife's dead body at one point, too, when he was. Didn't have that either. Maybe we've watched too many of I, these films. I think we have. <laughs> my brain is broken. Um, 
I think, no, but I think my brain went far afield so that it wouldn't be so painful for what was actually going to happen. Like, my brain went there so it wouldn't be as, like... Right. You're, you want to imagine... The, well, it's, I think it's human nature worst, to imagine the yeah. worst. Really, really quick I can't with the do any more of these movies, by the way. <laughs> like, I need a year break. We've I got a year got break. A, we, we have a year it. break Thank coming you. up. Um, Not of doing the show, but of this type of, of movie. Of this type of film, yeah. Uh, I don't recall Planet of the Apes having any No, I don't think there is any fingers in the ass in Planet of the Apes. No. Oh, wait, there's that one scene with the two apes and the butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the butter banana. NPR is never higher. No. <laughs> Who cares? Um, okay, no. the Scared of the Dark scene, though. I loved this. So the scared, the, the, the mom is like... You know, she's they're standing around, and she, I can't remember how it gets. Because he was because he was asleep on the couch, and she then wakes she him up. Wakes him up, and they have a brief conversation. And then he walks over to the wall and shuts the and breaker tur- off. Pulls the breaker, Poof, the lights in the whole hotel go off, and she's oh, like, you "See something? I'll show you." She's something. like, "Turn the lights on." Right, Turn the lights scared. on, and he starts screaming. Yes. And he w- gets her to the bottom of the stairs, and he's like, "All right, here, your lights are off. Come on, meet the people. Meet the meet and the heroin she's junkie. Terrified. The, yeah. She's terrified. She's terrified. She's scared. She's scared. Every oh that's, look, it's the sax player. Oh look, it's the junkie. The, oh look, it's the the drunks. Ah, it's yeah. the you know. And so she's sitting there at the bottom of the stairs, and that scene has so much tension and so much terror. And then Marlon Brando reaches around. That this I love this. This is a genius piece of filmmaking because it's a horror movie, and then he turns the breaker on. And the figures in the dark, the monsters in the dark. They're just people. They're just people. And they're like, hey, what the hell you got the lights off for? And he's like, night, everyone. And they go back to bed. But Mom is horrified. Dude, that quick switch between like in the dark, everything Everything is scary. scary. But when the lights are on, you're like, these are just human. They're just more people. Mm -hmm. It's just people on the stairs. Made me think of Ocean at the end of the lane. The whole dark. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's because the monsters are. Mm. Everything's a monster. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god! In the dark, everything is a monster. Yeah. It's a, it's incredible. And it, it, part of it is, I think there's a deeper metaphor here, rather than just like you know. I think it's once you look at something and look then, at it honestly, yeah. it becomes less dangerous. Right. Well, you've defined it. You've named it. You've yeah yeah yeah. It's very much that. Um, we get the talking at this. We already talked about a little bit the talking at the sinks moment. I think this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, the the dialogue there is very natural, you know. Like, and also from the the score does a weird thing when she's reaching into his pocket and finds a straight razor and then mm-hmm. puts it back. It's a weird horror movie thing, like meaning. Well, it is kind of scary. But it is kind of scary because Brando is totally unhinged, yeah. and it's a straight razor. Yeah, it's his the straight razor that, that his, his wife, wife killed, killed herself, herself with. with. That's right, because he takes it and puts it in his pocket once the bathroom is clean. Don't you get rid of that thing? I think I do, but no, he shaves his face honestly, with it. I wouldn't, honestly, but like most people sh- yeah. would, right? Well, I'd, if you keep, keep it, it as like sure. a memento, you're not going to shave your face with it, though. That was no. a blade that opened your wife's veins. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing to have around the house. And also, it's, I mean, as manly as I want to be, I never, I don't trust myself with straight razor. I knew a guy who used to clip himself all the time. With oh, him. dude. But I love, one of my favorite little beats in that conversation isn't the, I feel like a ur. It's the, it's the, when he's stropping his razor. Yes. Which by the way, I love that that's, that we don't have sinks anymore that have a, a little the peg strop for thing. strop. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, um, now, I mean, although for those of you who don't know who are, who use safety razors, you can strop your razor on your forearm. 
Really? Yeah, it'll it'll hone your edge. The interesting. If, if you use the little uh, reusable, the double sided safety razors. No shit. Yeah, strap it on your arm. I do it all the time. It keeps your razor sharp like a month longer than normal. Huh? Any yeah, learn something every day. I love the stropping strap though. It's I do one, too. Oh it's my so, god, it's classy. But yeah. in the in the movie, it's awesome because it's just a strop. It's not a stropping strap. It's it's a stropping strap. It's a strop. It's, it's a strapping it. strop. It's a strapping strap. That is quite a strapping strop. <laughs> but uh, he's stropping his razor, and she's she's like, "So you're a barber?" And he's like, "I look like a barber." He's, he's a like bummed razor. out by it. <laughs> she's like, "Well, you got the barber's razor and strop." But just that little bar, that for whatever reason, that little barber bit made me laugh. Like Brando's incredulity. Well, he, at, like he, he has a, a comment about, I love these sinks. Uh, they don't make sinks like this anymore. It's how lo- I think it's how a lot, of, a lot of couples stay together as long as they do with sinks like this. Mm-hmm. They don't have to share. They have to share. Keep things separate. Yeah. Uh, do you want to burn a, burn a couple notes? Yeah. And we'll dive in when we hit something really heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for All it. right. Um, the I have a note. There's some violence in here that is outside of the room that I thought was interesting. Like when uh, Maria Schneider's boyfriend slaps her in the head. Oh, pun- they, literally punches her. She goes to old school. Like we're gonna. Fisticuffs. She puts her dukes up and shit. Yeah, she becomes a pugilist for a moment. Yeah, but, but he literally he punches her. her. Yeah, hard. And, and then they gr- start grappling. And then guess what? It's 1973. They fall into a passionate kiss. Fuck that, dude. I know. That's the, I don't have anything deep for that. That just nope. bugged me. Yeah, it bugged me too. I'm like, he punched her several times, and now she's like, I'm. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. It is because I am French. I'm yeah. just so fraught. And she's like, Oh, you're French, and you're. Pa-, and they kiss. And yeah, I'm I, like, I was a little bit put off by that. Uh, get used to it. We're gonna hit it a bunch yeah, in season three because we got a lot of French auteur cinema coming. But that's up. all right. But, though. Yeah, it's. I dig it, it. This this was a good warm up for that. Like, yeah, this is. This to me is akin to like the when you read Tom Sawyer, you're like, wow, N words all through all this. All over. This is seventy three. Yeah. This is how the world was and back it's, then. It's it's well it's an Italian filmmaker, but it's a French cinema, so is it Italian? Oh yeah, Bertolucci, it is. Yeah. It is, it is. It's it's French cinema, Italian filmmaker. The next one, I think the filmmaker is Greek. I'm not positive. We'll we'll look yeah. him up. So um then we get one of the weirdest scenes in this movie when um uh, Paul goes and talks to Marcel, that, Rosa's lover. That's another one of my favorite scenes, but it's weird as fuck. It reminds me of David Lynch. It's a Lynch moment, dude. Because he walks into Marcel's room because he Get knows out of my head he back, knows <laughs> we're, we've been married too long, Carl. We've been married too long. Well, because of the whole the scratches on the ceiling thing, when she gets up on the bed. It, the whole thing they're wearing the same fucking robe. He well, yeah. She, the, the showing him how to do. She insisted that they have the same robe. Yes. He doesn't like bourbon. This, this is straight out of a David Lynch fucking. It is script. Dude. This is Blue Velvet. Yeah. This is like a, a cut scene from Blue Velvet, yep. but. He so he comes in and we find out from Marcel she insisted that I have the same robe mm-hmm. and he's like he's, there was a moment they're sitting on the bed there's a cool moment on the bed but first the drink Brando goes to leave I'm and he's go like get I'm, gonna go get a, I'm gonna go get a drink and he goes you I've got bourbon here which is Brando's drink yeah he pours it and Marcel goes I don't like bourbon but Rosa insisted I keep some here why one because she wants the drinks she wants to turn marcel into Into something as close to brando but not brando as she can or two she knew she was going to kill herself and knew that brando would come and talk and she wanted that bottle there for when he got there i don't Mm. know i don't know but it's the bottle's there the bottle's there marcel explicitly doesn't like he doesn't like bourbon so it's only there for brando or for rosa for rosa 
Mm-hmm. So there's, they sit down and there's this is a cool. Uh, I did notice some more cinematography. So there's this cool moment where Marcel goes, "Do you see that spot on the wall there?" And he turns and looks at it, and the camera. Okay, so he turns to look, and Brando's looking forward. We pan up, we look at the white scratches on the wall, and when we pan back down, Brando's looking up, and, and Marcel is looking for, yeah, forward. They've it's, shifted their. It doesn't even mean anything, but it's a cool touch. It's a really cool touch. So something I, has changed. I really dug that. Yeah, yeah. So we find out that she climbed up on the bed and scratched through the walls. Um, or she was scratched so, through. She was, so much she was breaking her nails off. He stopped her because she was breaking her nails, and it's white under the wallpaper. And Brando points out they our They painted room. their walls white. Yeah. They painted their walls white. It's the only white room in the hotel. So she was doing everything she could to turn Marcel... Turn this relationship into, into that. theirs. So I was wondering this. I think this is kind of gloss touching on the theme of the film and kind of actually in it, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind territory as well, which is when we leave a, a pattern or a relationship, Rosa immediately sets out to recreate that pattern of yeah. that relationship. Eternal Sunshine, they erase their memory. Two different relationships get erased and then repeat. They repeat those patterns. Right. Yeah, they immediately just are drawn to that person again. I think some of that's going on here. Yeah. When Rosa goes to cheat on her husband, which he's totally aware of, and they talk about it. They talk about it. It's so fucking crazy. He leaves the relationship. She walks out of that room and goes to another room and does her best to turn that room into the into one she the just one left. Into the one she just left. Mm-hmm. So weird. So wild. Um, I have a question mark, which I think is this. Um, our connections connect us. People connect us. The truth, uh, honesty connects us. Because one of the things, Marcel and Brando have nothing in common other than Rosa. Nope. And in that scene, there's a weird moment. There's a, it's not respect. They dislike each other. They do, yeah. But they do come to a weird moment of understanding or a, a, a begru- brutally begrudging camaraderie. It's a really cool moment. Like, like not them versus Rosa, but them with Rosa is there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I thought that that's what Paul is trying to do with his apartment, which is uh, names and labels are just like these are the stuff of boxes. Right. Our, what's important is our connection to each other. And that connection is fucked up in this movie, but that's what I think that's what they're going for, which is like the names aren't that important. The it's details. The connections and the details are. Yeah. yeah. So the next, my next note is where we're going to have to go, which is we're now at the butter scene. Ah. So what he's actually, you kind of mentioned, you kind of mentioned what that the butter, the, the butter and the like anal rape is super fucked up, but almost more fucked up than that. what he's saying while it's And making her repeat. Repeating this, these disgusting things. He's ranting about the evils and savagery of family. And the the reason we have... Well, was family was... Um, family exists to turn, to turn children, children into right. savage monsters, subhuman fucking machines. Say it. And he's... Meanwhile, he's raping her. Yeah. And Maria Schneider looks... It's... I mean... Well, she is horrified. The, the actress is. I'm gonna... Okay. I still say that The Rock from I Spit on Your Grave is the worst I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But boy, Maria Schneider is doing. Maria Schneider does really good work in this scene. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando does really good work in this scene. This scene has a lot of controversy wrapped around it and is super hard and troubling to watch. But 
I will not take anything away from what either of those actors do because, oh my God, when you see, they cut to a, there's a low shot of on the ground of Maria. I turned it off. You turned the scene off? Well, I had to step away from it. Yeah. This, that doesn't, that rarely happens to me. Like I can watch through a movie and be fine, but there's something about, I, I, I did, I had to step away from the movie for several hours. And then I, I came back to it and I watched the whole scene again. Yeah. But I it was I don't know it, it struck a chord with me. It was too real. I made it through I think. because I've seen a Serbian film and nothing haunts me anymore. <laughs> but no, but I can I yeah, can yeah, handle yeah. some shit like cuz I understand oh, yeah, dude. whatever. We've waited but, through it together for sure. But dude, I don't, there was something about it. What got me is Maria Schneider not being able to get a full sentence out. Yeah. Cuz she's in too much pain. Yeah. She tries to repeat because he's he's telling he's saying stuff like you know the family unit is there to be degraded and turned into shit and right. piss and say filth. It, the say family it. is shit. Yeah. The family is shit, and she can only get out like two words. Her perfor- barely I syllables. I wouldn't are, I wouldn't yeah. dare try to to no. recreate no, no, no. it, but it's it is akin to like she gets out like the family, and that's it. Yeah, or like. And or she'll pick a word in the middle that grabbed her, and it's something like children. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. The scene is really super brutal. And then he's he's stuck a broken record on family while he's finishing. Yeah, near the end of it, he's yeah. just family, family, fa- yeah. And f- oh god, dude, that that bird's eye shot where his legs are splayed like a frog's, mm-hmm. and he's just the way that his back is moving is yep. his back and his butt kind of like in a circular gyration and how Schneider's basically like trying to grip the floor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, but it, but did you say butter, bud? I didn't (laughs) mean to, it was a stammer. (laughs) Um, Jesus, Carl. Sorry. Um, I did say it, but it was a stutter. It wasn't (laughs) intentional, but regardless there, that's what I'll do instead. Regardless. I, despite its controversy, despite how fucked up that scene is, that scene absolutely belongs in this movie. See, you, I was struggling with that at first. Like, does this need to be here? And I out. think for the end to work, it has to be. I think for the rest of the movie. Because once the movie, we yeah. get to the... Um, yeah, okay. So people talk about this, but people don't necessarily talk about the scene because because of the, the way that the power structure works. Brando's still in charge, but... Brando does also have Maria Schneider finger his ass. Mm-hmm. So he, in a weird way, does what... Not, it's not because of the way the power is worked right. out. But like this is not the last time we're going to see... Both of them kind of go through something like this. I almost feel like Brando does that in, in that scene. I think Paul does that to punish himself for what he did earlier, but also to try and feel what she felt Mm -hmm. because her experience. But then while she's doing it, he's telling her how he's going to have her fuck a pig. He's looking for the bottom dude. Yeah. He's trying to find that, that the, the mold at the bottom of the trough. He, this, it's very destructive. This movie's super destructive. Um, until our happy ending. Let me, (laughs) let me, the dude, one of the, but I I would never take away from the ending. One of the Mm. most beautiful, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So before we before we move on, and I'm glad to move on. Think about the rest of the movie, and yes, make a call. Okay. Can do does that does that scene need to be there? Do yeah. you need? Yeah, it's the I spit on your grave discussion. If you don't have, if you don't have that. Then if you the don't rest have it, it then, loses its teeth and right. Um, you contrast. It's, not, it's unfortunate that it's a thing that exists, but it it, it has to for this. 
I agree. For this this would not be the same movie without mm-hmm. that, and it has nothing to do with the the. It has nothing to do with the controversy of the scene. It has nothing to do with right. the sal- the salacious or troubling content. It's not. It's not a gimmick scene. That scene. That's just it. It's there. not like it, let's be as shocking and jarring as we possibly can because you see that a lot in in film. That is not what is happening here. That that's my opinion. Um. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think it's part of. It's kind of that thing of the turn the when you turn you're scared of something if you look right at it if, even if it still horrifies you at least you've delineated it right uh, which leads me to my next note which is kind of just about the film on the okay. whole it's something it's a it's a pattern I started stop noticing. saying on the whole I can't help it Carl it's a turn of phrase all right I'm the one that's making it something that you is. are you're making this worse than it needs to be. <laughs> God damn it. So this movie wholly is... No, that was me on purpose. <laughs> um, so many of the frames... Uh, okay, so I said many frames uh, uh, in this movie. There's a lot of stuff where there's a frame within a frame. We're looking through a doorway or we're looking through mm-hmm. an arch or we're looking through a fence. So I said frames, framing, and then obscuring, dirty mirrors, reflections. There's... Refl- Brando laying on his back picks up a piece of broken glass. And he's glass looking at her through the... Through the yep. reflect. So much of this is reflections, dirty mirrors, misheard lines, misunderstood lines, people who are confused. And what I ultimately get is this overall feeling of, of we never really Seeing see each thi- other. No. My fucking yes. We only catch each other in glimpses. We get impressions. Um, and I, I think... I fall in love with you more every day. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Carl. I oh, seduce yeah. you with my brain. Uh, oh my god! But I mean, it, it's it goes. No, but you're absolutely right, though. It's and it is. It is. That's it's there to, to. Oh my god! It's all there. There's. It, it goes all the way back to the the Francis Bacon portraits at the beginning of the movie. Distorted. Distorted human images. Figures, yeah. Yeah. You never truly see someone. You just get glimpses and impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually interesting because that's the the next scene I have notes for is the clip your fingernails mm-hmm. scene but before that she's in bed or she's in the bath and he's washing her and they're being playful that's actually a beautiful scene too because they're not there's it's coming after something not as nice right there's a but yeah. it's there's a playful nature to it he's bathing her and they're having a the, one of the more normal before conversations it goes super dark. before it goes super dark right there's a cool acting moment in there that i wanted to see if you picked up on uh-huh when, when she's sit, sitting in she almost looks at the when she looks at the director for a hot second no i missed okay. that what i saw was she he's washing her and she goes wash my feet and he gets down by her feet and goes to either put them in his mouth or mm-hmm. smell them and she pulls them away and brando pauses for a second and he his eyes move to her like really you're going to not let me do that. Right. And I feel like that is genuine interplay between Maria Schneider and Marlon It's when he Brando. bats her on the top of the head with, uh, when he's behind her, when yeah, she's yeah, seated. Yeah. That's the moment that I'm thinking of. Cause she, he like smacks her on the top of the head with it. Yeah. And she, she looks, she, she looks for a hot second. She's like, all right. I, okay. Like she, there's a, just a, for a brief, brief moment where she's looking off. At, at the director, I feel like probably. it's all, like off to the crew for a hot second because, but then she looks up at him and like laughs, mm-hmm. like oh, you're being silly and playing right. with me. Yeah, but there was like this weird moment of ooh, 
Like he just bombed me just on bopped my head. Yeah. That's not the hardest she got hit in this movie. Well, no, Fucking of course not. But if that was clocks her, dude. I feel like that would have been more. Her hair like blows out when he hits her in the side of the head. Actually, he hits her hard. They're actually scrapping. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think her hands came up because she's like, she this did. guy she's fucking like, All right, hit me fucking just let's now. go. My brothers taught me how I'm to box. Wreck go you. fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I really like that. The, the foot beat though because mm-hmm. it's she's like no and he's like, like oh that's not because like they that. do other stuff and I'm sure all of that was pre-negotiated or at least they talked about like yeah. in this scene here's the beats probably not as ethically as we do today in 2019 but <laughs> you know um it, it was at least there so when he was like went for her foot she's like what the fuck and he was he like pauses and where that scene goes is clip your fingernails and put your fingers up my ass and you get you get the sense that Brando knows what Paul needs to do And Paul needs to go all the way to the bottom Of the dumpster so he's like Okay well she stopped me from that little thing So I'm gonna go for it and then he did And that's the end of the scene is him going for The motherfucker but um He has a great line where she's Like but the man I love is you Cause she's talking we think She's talking about her fiance and she goes but it's you Paul I love or you guy I don't know his name name It's you you're the man You're the man I love you And he goes um, he goes. He, he Brando's has. This is another one of his little monologues, which is awesome because he cor- he like corrects himself. He, he goes back on stuff he said. and He goes, "You'll be alone until you look right in the face of death." No, that sounds like bullshit. Rom- Roma- romantic, romantic crap. Bull- yep, it was romantic crap. You gotta look up the asshole of death, and you're like, "Holy shit, dude!" Look, you gotta look up its ass. I think there's a weird like dismantling of the romantic in Paul and which is weird because this movie always gets called ro- a romance but it's Paul stripping romance he's like no 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 what your boyfriend is doing is looking at you romantically you know mm-hmm. it's Henry Miller in one of Henry Miller's book or no sorry sorry not Henry Miller Charles Bukowski has mm-hmm. a line in one of his books postal service where they're eating snails and the his girlfriend is eating it and she's like it's horrible they've got little assholes and he goes Everyone's got assholes. I've got an asshole. You've got an asshole. The president of the United States has got an asshole. When you see him standing up, the president, if you look at him and he's standing there in his suit, you know, even Obama, I'm not going to, you know, we're looking at Obama. He's in his great suit. He's got great hair. He's talking beautifully. That dude shits. Yeah. It's important. Yep. To, for, for this director and for Henry Miller. That's how I get through auditions, man. You're like, I'm like. Y'all got assholes. Everyone, Sweet, I'm ready. <laughs> everyone in here's got assholes. But like when he says he's like, you gotta look death in the face, and he's like, no, because the face of death can be romanticized. Can See, be not its asshole. Mm-mm. He's like, yeah, you gotta look up death's asshole. I something about that. I was sitting there and I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Paul is swinging. Yeah, <laughs> and just, he's got. He's. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, do you know what? I was gonna. Do what we? are you doing? What? I w- I'm wondering, do we even? We've said some stuff on this show, but I want I want to kind of hit Paul's monologue as he's getting what he's when he's telling. Wait, no, do it. Do I mean, there's nothing it? worse than what we saw in season one of Black Mirror, and that was actually a dude fucking a pig. That's so. true. I don't know, dude. This might be his. What he says might be worse than episode one of Black Mirror. Because yeah, and it's just words. Rem- yeah, 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 yeah. So Brand, which credit to both of them. Maria Schneider comes over and she starts doing it, and Brando, dude, watching Brando like slow grab the two boards yeah to like okay and it's painful he's bracing for it here we go okay yeah no warm-up and it's one of my childhood heroes like getting fingered in the ass that's one anyway that's okay this scene made me respect brando more that too 
Yeah. This was too... But it's weird seeing Sky Masterson taking fingers in the butt. It is, kind of. But at the same time, it's like, good for you for going there, man. Like, it's one of the reasons that I will... brave as shit. Honestly, it's one of the reasons I will forever respect Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. They're both insane, amazing actors, but there was something about Brokeback Mountain. Uh, the the thing about Brokeback Mountain is it's probably one of the best uh, I've said this love for movies years. ever. It's my favorite romance. Yeah, I'm like married and straight as the day is mm-hmm. long, but that is my favorite romance, dude. And that that's a testament to that film. Yeah, it it's you know like there are movies. Okay, there are movies that are like this is a gay movie, right? right? Brokeback Mountain is all about two gay men and yet is not a gay movie. It's just it's a, a romance. It's a universal romance. It's amazing, yeah. dude. Blows the notebook out of the fucking water. And I actually like the notebook. I like that movie. It blows, it blows right in its asshole. I just can't quit it. <laughs> um, so, okay. Here's what Brando says. He's getting fingered by Maria Schneider. Oh, you have the lines? Oh, I wrote the shit Perfect. down. Because dude. all I remember is pig fart and your is death fart. Anyway, go ahead. He goes, he because he's he's saying like you don't. He's basically saying to Maria Schneider, he's like you don't want to be with me. No. Do you understand who I am? Because I'm going to ask you to do this. Would you do that for he me? He goes. He goes. Put put your fingers in my ass. In a way, he's testing her. He's like, will you, all right? Will you, you really want to be with all me? Right, test one. Clip your fingernails. Put your fingers in my ass. And she's like, did I stutter? Put your fingers. She starts in my to ass. cry. Yeah. And he's like. He's like, okay, we can be together, and I'm going to get a pig, and I want the pig to fuck you. And while you're fucking the pig, I want the pig to vomit in your face, and I want you to swallow the vomit. Will you do that for me? Mm-hmm. I know. And she Bird's says, and she's like, this. yes, I'll swallow the vomit. She does. She's like, yes, yes, I would do that for you. And she's sobbing, and she's finger-banging his ass as he says this, this is in this movie. I'm not yeah, making I know, this up. I know. It's like I'm telling this to the listener. I'm oh like, yeah, but I'm like just no, so you like, know, mm. just so you know, listener. I'm not like just making up how bad I, this movie feels. This is what he says word for word. Then he, we're not done. No. And he goes, and I want, and he's Brando. God, what a great performance too, because he's kind of like he's getting the words out through through the through the pain through of the, the pain of like. Going in dry too. Yeah, and he, he goes. He didn't get butter. No, no butter in this scene. Holy shit! No. no. And he's sitting there, and he goes, but, but which? Okay, I understand why people don't bring this up as like a counterpoint because this is still Brando being cruel to yes, Schneider. Yes, it is. Both scenes, she's the victim. But because, dude, the next thing he says, he goes, and I want the pig to die while you're fucking, and then you, and he, she goes, yes, yes, I do that for you. She, she would let a she would let Brando kill a pig that's fucking her. Mm-hmm. Is what she's saying, and this is held up as one of the great romance movies of yeah. all time. So he goes, and then he goes, and I want the the pig, and then the pig, the dead pig is gonna fart, and I want you to smell, breathe in its death fart, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. What the? Sh- you're just like, I have a I have a phrase that I stand by. Farts are always funny. Not anymore. No. Farts, nope. are, farts, farts may not, never be funny, be funny for like no good like a good week, a week, week and a half. We got to give them a week. Yep. No farts are not funny. Not eating butter and farts aren't funny. Oh, like. fuck you, dude. All I do is cook with butter. I love that. I love cooking with butter. Actually, someone else got fired for making a joke about. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Someone got fired. Maria Schneider made a joke in her own interview. Oh, okay. She's like, I don't cook with butter anymore. <laughs> just olive oil. Which and people were like, isn't that horrible that they ruined butter for her? And I'm like, I think she was kidding. Yeah, I think she was making. A I'm joke. pretty sure Maria Schneider was just. Kind of, and also olive oil is healthier. 
Olive oil is healthier. Although I heard you're not supposed to cook with olive oil. Really? Yeah, it's like a, you're supposed to dress your food with it, but once you heat it up, it like changes. I don't know. This is not a cooking show. Chemistry. <laughs> so you're certainly not supposed to put it in your rectum. Guess where we are now, Carl? Where? The best monologue I've ever seen is where we are now. Oh, the with with, with wife, wife with oh my god, dude. <sighs> it's. It, okay, I might have to. Okay, because okay, Michael Fassbender's monologue in Hunger about the dead, the the drowning doe mm-hmm. or the drowning fawn is really incredible. This is top five though. Yep. Holy shit, Carl. Because it has. Holy. It shit. has. It goes on a journey, man. It's. He's going places. <sighs> <laughs> that Marlon Brando. He's going places. My next four, Fuck. my next four, five, my next five notes are just that monologue. These are all just that speech. Different notes. Oh my God. Okay. He comes in and he starts right out the gate, opens the door. This is his lock moment. Yep. This is Marlon Brando doing work alone. And we get to see how he, how he does it. He comes in first thing. You look fucking ridiculous in that makeup and closes the door. It makes you look like a clown. It makes you look like a whore. Mm-hmm. And he sits down and the opening chunk of his mon, the first half of this like three ish monologue is just you. And you see him build up too. Mm-hmm. God damn. You see him. You see him build up in this, this, his rage where he sits down and he's talking about, you know, like. I went to see Marcel and I didn't even have the guts to ask him. If you did the, the same, same numbers. Did the same did numbers five. with you. I did the same numbers with him as you did with me. <laughs> what a, you know, like what a coward I am. And he goes, you fucking phony, you liar, you. And then he gets a uh, dude. It's pig fucking cunt bitch fucking. And he literally just rips into yes. his wife. The most vicious things you could say to another human. He's saying them to the body. Of his, his dead, dead wife, wife who killed who killed herself, herself. Yeah. and she's surrounded by flowers. Oh my God! With one of the one of the first things he said was, um, "Do I did I write it down?" Jesus, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, "Look at you! You're your mother's masterpiece." Fuck, man! What? <laughs> what? What'd you just say? Holy shit, dude! And so he's sitting there and he goes, it's while he's berating, he goes, one of my, I think my single favorite line in the monologue is he goes, our marriage was just a foxhole to you. A foxhole. Jesus Christ. It's amazing, dude. But like line after line. But, uh, you know, like it's just basically saying our marriage was just a place for you to hide Hide out. Hide from, from, yeah. Um, well, a foxhole isn't just, it's not like saying uh, was a safe, a foxhole is a very specific like set of images a yeah. foxhole is during war, war it's something yeah. that you dig with sometimes your bare hands right. it's something that you cower from bullets whizzing overhead right. and i mean it's Sleepless it's a very nights, it's yeah it's a very comfort and cold yeah, yeah it's not a safe place to it's a it's what, to avoid it's to avoid damage but two, it's two lines yeah. two lines if you said if brando had gone our marriage was just a hiding place for you that conjures up basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Our marriage was just a foxhole for you. That is, that's everything. Yeah, it's that's every that's their whole that's everything. That's that the fu- whole, that's years of of history of like wars of like yeah, <laughs> smell of trenches and shit. Like and then, I think it's before. I think it's uh, I think the line is before he turns. 
he's sitting in the chair and he's leaning back and he's kind of disdainful. And he, I, I may have lied when I said I think the foxhole was the best because I, I wrote this one down word for word. And he goes, I may be able to comprehend the universe, but mm-hmm. I'll never discover the truth about you. Never. Who the hell were you? Mm-hmm. Says to his wife. His dad. Figure wife. out the universe. I could. Uh, I may be able I'll, to comprehend the universe, but I will never. Married to you for a hundred years, I would not know. That goes. I mean, that's the there. That's the theme of the movie explicitly stated in the best monologue of all time. <laughs> Boom, dude. Like, I will. And that little coda too. That who the hell were who the you? Hell, who doesn't even know? He's t- he's talking to his wife. He's talking to a stranger. But then that there's a turn because if it was just him berating a corpse, that would be fucked up, but not. Not but it great. wouldn't have any. What makes it great is is oh, the turn. Tell me, tell me something. Yeah. This is my favorite. This is genius. Because he goes, tell me I'm wrong. Lie to me. Tell me I'm. Tell me that I'm mistaken. That I've misunderstood. Give me a b- smile, a beautiful smile, and tell me that I was wrong. Say something funny that makes me laugh and that I love you. He starts that bit, angry. And shifts to please just, ta- just say, to one, say more one more word to me. me. Yeah. Then he takes even the if, fake eyelashes off of her and even wipes if it's the a lipstick. Lie. Yeah, even if it's a lie. If I could get one more word mm. from you, even if it's a lie, Carl. God, humans are complex motherfuckers, man. What, what an amazing way to address grief. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he's going through... I can't stand to look at you like this. He's never... angry, and then there's that that little sentiment there, which is like, even if it was a mean thing, if I could at hear least your you voice just again, one more time, even if it's a lie or insulting, and, or and knowing that you can't, no matter what, because mm-hmm. it's over. That's it, done. She's done. dead. You don't ever get another word. You end it with a thirty-eight cent razor and a tub of water. You end it with a 38 cent razor and a tub of water. I think he says in the monologue too, he's like, I'd join you if I only knew how. If only, if only knew how. Fuck. Be, I, and that's I, when he's sobbing and he actually has his head down on the bed. He's, he's down in the flowers. He pulls the fake lashes off. He uses flower petals to, to wipe, wipe her lip- lipstick oh off God. her lips. And he's like, let me get this off of you. hate makeup. Yeah. You he's like, you never, you never makeup. wore makeup. Oh my and he's God. crying and he's wiping the makeup off her face. And, um, Someone yells, hey, I heard some noise. Is someone in there? Is someone in there? And Brando's just doesn't hear it. And then there's a there's this weird moment where he's so deep into his grief that he's not in the real world. He's not there because he's 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 still talking to her. He doesn't like snap to and like, oh, I got to go. And he leaves. He goes, he goes, I have to go, baby. Someone's calling me. He's talking to his dead wife. She's dead. I gotta go, baby. Someone's calling I gotta go. Me. I'm so, fucking I'm so, I gotta go. Someone's calling calling for me. I'm, I'm Yeah, he's here. not even present anymore. I'm in here. He's yeah, like he's out of his mind. Yeah. He's like in a fugue state or something. Yeah. It's am- amazing. It's amazing. Do you have anything else on that monologue? I don't I don't, don't have other, to hang forever, but dude, it's I don't other killer. than then it's masterful. I mean it's Yeah. Yeah. The we, journey it takes him on, the journey it takes us on from from anger to despair to like disgust to, and and how we feel about Paul to grief too. To yeah, like some of the things that I find disgusting about him, are, I mean, it doesn't make it okay. But you see, a little bit more, a lot more actually, of what has made this person 
the person that we we see in this film. Right, right, right. Like Paul has a life before this. Yeah. We only see him at his worst, except Exa- when he's talking to his wife's exactly. Body. That's the other question. Like I don't know who Paul was. No one knows who Paul was before the body is found in the tub. Right. They, in a weird way, both him and Maria Schneider exist out of time. They do. Their past starts when we start. Like with Paul, there is there is definitely a suggestion of history. Right. Maria Schneider kind of isn't. No. We don't know anything about her. her really. Boyfriend's a filmmaker. We know about her childhood because she tells us that. But but again, she tells that to to Paul. Yeah, yeah. 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 The stuff I feel like because and again the stuff that she tells her boyfriend is all like camera friendly stuff exactly. where it's like I love the chickens and boy the streets sure are beautiful this time right, of year but yeah. with Paul it's like one time me and my cousin masturbated in front of each other and <laughs> I had an orgasm while I was running you know like she says I mean it's all true but she's cherry picking pretty stuff for the camera and when she talks it's to the Paul two Instagram accounts. It's, every, it's the two Instagram accounts that's fucked up but yeah which nobody knows about because we got rid of that episode I think I don't think we did because we I, talked about it in the bling ring. Oh, we did. Okay, I, I thought that was maybe episode. the. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's with the. Uh, it was about the, the depression. episode that shall not be named. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was a Patreon one too. No, it, we did that in the main season. I'm almost positive. Okay. But um. So there's a bit near the end here, where Paul has moved out. He just left, and Maria Schneider's looking for him. She, she, cause she, she in a sick way. She like wants more of this. She needs this. She's fallen in love with this guy. It's like kind of like Stockholm syndrome in a weird way. But there's a what I, I don't a lot of that actually. I don't want to cheapen it with a joke because I think it's one of the most beautiful metaphors in the movie. She's walking around and the whole movie. There's the room that has the lampshade and the phone. Yes, has a big stack of something under a white sheet. Right? We never know what that is. We do. We find out what it is right here. But that to me is the hotel in the dark. There's something big under there. What what could it be? There's some mysterious thing. It's the the elephant in the room, right? It's that we don't see it. We don't know what it is, but there's a there's a there's a presence. There's a something large under this sheet. And Maria Schneider comes up and it now has become pretty explicitly a metaphor for their relationship what their relationship is and she's going to finally grab the sheet and look at their relationship and look at what this is and she pulls the sheet down and it's fucking broken furniture it's like nothing it collapses it all collapses and there's nothing there she pulls the sheet down it's like a headboard and like random just shit garbage like broken like two broken chairs and like a snickers bar wrapper and a broken headboard (laughs) and like a a half empty cup of coffee and that's right that's that's it. it And that big thing that we've been wondering, kind of, what is that? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's stacked shit. It's exactly. It's exactly what it is. Is it's just fucking garbage. It's just you know what? And I, I think it's important too that it is just broken things. It's all broken because yeah. that's what they are. They're two broken things, and their blank, their sheet is the apartment. And we, lo- it's so beautiful, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um. I could I could be comfortable glossing the the actual tango scene, even though I I do think that there's good work happening. There. I think there is. I mean, the 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 gist of it is it, he has decided right that he wants to make this a thing, an mm-hmm. actual relationship, and she is not now. Right. She because he like he we said her. before he, he finally he's broken. Broke her. Yep. She's completely broken, and he's fixed. 
Right. He hit right. He hit utter rock bottom. He made his peace with his wife and yep. he's like, ha, ah, thank God. I said my goodbyes and I know that this girl loves me because she'd swallow dead pig vomit for me. So I'm going to I'm going to go in a relationship. And yeah, she is completely fucking that's broken. He wrecked her. Yeah, he absolutely wrecked her. And there's nothing left of her. That whole you want to talk about good, good drinking acting is Marlon Brando in that fucking scene, dude. When he's, he's trying her. Yeah, both the of, two them. of them. They're he's trying to, when he's trying to pour her fucking champagne. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't even like. Ah, ah. I like when he pours her the scotch and he's like, he's tipping the bottle and he's like, "Is it coming yet? Is it yeah, coming?" Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like that big glug where you're like, "Fuck ah, too much." <laughs> it's like eight ounces of J and B. It's so good. I'm not convinced that they weren't hammered. Oh no, they, I'm pretty positive they were both really yeah. drunk. <laughs> but it's just, it's just such a sad. Everything with the tango scene is just sad. It's yeah. all sad. Because he is trying to be human again, and he has destroyed a human. Yeah. So yeah. there is nothing. There's nothing that can be done there. No. What do, you, what do you? And then he chases her. Like it's so fucking. The whole movie is like essentially disturbing on some level, but that is such a. It's just fucking sad. The chase scene to me felt a little. It was the only part of the movie where I was like, this seems contrived. A little bit. Yeah. Honestly, like if I'm being totally honest, again, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. The, I think the te- the dance hall scene does go on a touch, a touch too, too long, long. Mm-hmm. and then we get a chase scene that I don't think we even need. I right. don't think we need it. He just shows up at her house or something. I don't he, even know. Yeah, like what? Okay, we're chasing, we're chasing, we're chasing, we're chasing, we're chasing, we're chasing. We're chasing. More. He finally gets ahead of her, and then he like, go ahead. I don't. I'm not stopping you, baby. And she keeps running, and he's got um. He's got chewing gum in his mouth, and this is important. So, uh, honestly, that's why I'm okay glossing it. Is, is mm-hmm. They get their last dance, and it's just a shambles. A shambles. There's just this drunken, they, embarrassing thing. He pulls his pants down. It's, it's just a fucking... And it sh- really shows her reaction to it, where she's like, fuck this, I'm mm-hmm. leaving, shows that they don't work outside But she even jerks him that. off one last time, too. Where? When? At the table. That's what she's doing. Really? He's like, ah, oh, that's my... It's my cock, not a, a something or other, he says to her. Huh. Well, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. She's got her head down on the table and she's just like. Oh, I was wondering what they were doing yeah. there. Because she's, j- I thought her head was just kind of bobbing. Bird thought they were, it was a blowjob, but I'm like, no, there's a table in the way. No, so he's jerking she's, her and that's, yeah, that's her hand. Mm. Yeah. Her arm's going. And he's actually making some like, Ugh, sounds. But it's me. just so, it's sad. It's, it's just so yeah. sad and yes. like it uh, pathetic is a good word yep. for it. It's embarrassing. And you it is it's the once that sheets down, you just got garbage on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching two drunk people try to build a pile of garbage. And you're like this is not something It's I'm, not coming together, no, guys. No. And you realize then that like it's over. But Paul will not give up and then we get to the end, which I absolutely love. Um they she goes up to her where she kind of like her mom's apartment like her where she's been living mm-hmm. and so like her her bourgeoisie mom is living yeah, there yeah, exactly and we find out earlier that there's a pistol in the house and she gets upstairs and she's sobbing you know and she's gets the drawer open and you know immediately what's you know in the that's drawer. a pistol yeah and brando comes in oh this is a pretty nice place and he's like he's got the he's got his military cap on and he the lieutenant sir gives her the old yep. salute and he's like, he's like, here I am, your hero. And he's chewing gum. And I like the reason, I think part of the reason I like the movie is because it feels like Brando addressing his own reputation in a weird way. It, that moment feels utterly honest 
from a performance perspective from him because he's in the middle of saying like you know i love you and we could probably have it and then a gunshot a big loud bang goes off it's it frightened me it's a jump scare yeah yeah yeah. and brando like looks really surprised like i think i just got shot in the stomach and he knows he's dying so brando like turns away from her and he walks out onto the balcony and here's uh, let me tell you what ebert says about it because i when i watched the movie i cried i immediately i think i you know watching it i I don't know i mean who knows who knows what they were actually doing but i uh, the way i read it is brando has a reputation as an actor especially when he was younger kind of mumbly marble mouthy very naturalistic a lot of swagger he had that kind of reputation as like the yeah marlon brando you know that but he also has a reputation as a great actor. Yes. So here's Marlon Brando shot in the guts, standing on this balcony. And he looks out and his eyebrows go up and he takes the gum out of his mouth and sticks it under the railing. And to me, that read as like, okay, yeah, Brando's got this, like he know, he has been a goofball. He's been, he hasn't always taken things seriously. He's been slouching and he realizes that this is not the time to be chewing gum. Nope. So he takes the gum out of his mouth. What Ebert, I love that. What Ebert says about it is he goes, uh, and then the beautiful, the beautiful denouement uh, where Brando walks stoically out to the, to the balcony and still has the presence of mind to park his gum before the most important moment of his life. <laughs> that's amazingly said. <laughs> it's so that's why wow. that's why Ebert like is, is Ebert. That's why Ebert is Ebert, man. Because come on, like really, it, and I love the reverse shot too. Because you expect something gorgeous, but it's not. It's just mm. Paris or yeah. whatever. It's just a suburb of Paris. It's houses and there's wires and it's dingy and gray. It looks kind of shitty, but because of the context. It becomes breathtakingly Absolutely beautiful because it's the last thing that Paul will ever see. And then we get Maria Schneider working through a story that she's going to tell the cops. Him. I don't know who he, he is. He was crazy. He was crazy. He, Lunatic try right me. You know what's really wild is everything she says is also kind of yeah, true. Kind of true. Because you know what? That's that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, oh, she's going to get away with this because she's not lying. She doesn't know it. There's 100 percent truth to what she's saying. He told her some facts earlier, but like sure. honestly, she doesn't. But know this I don't know guy who he all. is. He's a lunatic, and he tried to rape me. Did it did her. well? Yeah, but yeah, she, yeah but, but she her story, right. it, like her telling her story. My your first impulse is like you fucking liar, and then you're like, oh wait, no, wait a no. minute, yeah, because he insisted on no names, and yeah. I love. There's a great line in the way back where he goes, "You can tell me the truth, just don't tell me the details mm-hmm. or something like that." Do you think that killing him is justified? Brand killing Brando? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I don't have a problem. I, the, like the end of the movie didn't bother. Yeah, it didn't me. bother me either. But I was like, eh. I just think from like, okay, if we're talking from like a moral standpoint, does she have the moral right to shoot Brando? No, I don't think so. Um, do I have a problem with the fact that she killed Brando? No, no, not at all. Yeah, I sit in the same. Yep, I sit. I sit firmly with that sort of notion. Yeah. So that was. Woo. Do you have any? Uh, I do you have notes, or did we mostly hit them? Well, the thing is, I had a really hard time taking notes for this. Right. One because I was kind of I kept falling asleep the first couple times <laughs> trying to watch it, so I like 
I just had put my headphones on. It was late, and I was like, I just watched the movie. So I don't yeah. have any physical notes for it. Um, just my my end tag for the whole movie is, is like a completely unexpected. Um, this took film me by me. surprise as well. This movie has lived for me in a space of like taboo because mm-hmm. my my dad mentioned the movie years ago, like I was in when I was in high school or something. Um, so it's, it's sort of had this like mysticism around it. Like right. it's like this weird thing that exists out there, like Last House on the Left or right. something. It has this weird stigma or The Exorcist. Where it's one of those movies where got a rep. Say it has a rep. So I was expecting something completely different than what I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't think I can explain exactly to you what I thought I was going to see either. I kept saying the fat Marlon Brando dick joke because I have this memory in my head of like seeing scenes from this movie right. when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And him being like this big bloated like Godfather, like disgusting human being he's fucking a young girl, but he's not. No. He's very sexy. But um, I'm. But yeah, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, me too. Is is. It's an understatement, but... That's been one of my big takeaways from season one, because we're kind of wrapping up the season. Yeah, we've got one more episode One in more the episode, season. and then we got a shootout. One more shootout, and then the big award show. The big show, award show. So Can we tell for. people what the name of the award show is? Carl, what is the name of our award it's show? It's the Quill and Film Me's... The Quill and Filmies. <laughs> it took me a second. Like, wait. <laughs> the Quill and Filmies <laughs> presented, presented by presents, Measuring Presented Flex, by Measuring Flex. Which we're just going to call the Filmies. The Filmies. The 2019 Filmies. So that we're actually going to record that in two days, which I'm super fucking I'm stoked really about. We got our about noms. It. We know our winners. We know the winners. You don't. We uh, Bird and Danielle won't until they read them. Until they read them. We've got, I've got, uh, not, it's not champagne. I've got Spanish sparkling wine. I've got the champagne of beers. You're bringing PBR. Uh, fucking Fucking <laughs> Fuck, Fuck, that shit. Fuck that shit! Perhaps blue, blue ribbon. ribbon, blue velvet. I love it. Um, but no, that's uh, been no. kind of my takeaway from this yeah. is because we've watched several movies this season. This season that we picked because they have a reputation. Yes, absolutely. Last House on the Left is not nearly as bad as people think it is. This movie, honestly, I think this is a little more like. Hmm. Well, this movie has like just like a sick amount of controversy around us. There's like it's, right. this is one of those pick like con- I will never pick watch. your controversy attached to this movie, yeah, right? So, like, I'm, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it like again, and I don't know, I I don't think my tolerance is that much higher than normal people's. I know it is because I'm I'm a huge horror fan and I love yeah. that type of stuff. I, I'm but, aware that I'm desensitized to a lot of this stuff, right? But, but I'm gonna go ahead and say honestly, people, don't be afraid of this movie. Spin last tango, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a couple of scenes in here that are pretty rough, but there's this is nothing that you can't make it through. I've seen worse shit on TV. Oh, seriously though, yeah. Yeah, like there's honestly. worse shit on Netflix originals. Like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy season one has a rape scene that's as as bad as anything in this. Yeah. So Last Tango, I, again, I'm gonna say it doesn't deserve its rep, but does deserve all of its critical praise. Oh this is shit! A great yeah, film. you're right. It's the married with children mom gets like horribly. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Henry Rollins does it too, which is crazy because he's one of the nicest people on the planet in real life. Yeah, so he plays the white supremacist. That's right. Guy. Yeah. So fuck you. Like watch Last Tango. Watch Last Tango. Um, you know, don't waste your time with Last House on the Left. It's worth watching if you're a horror fan. Right. The only movie that we watched this year that exceeded its reputation for me was the original I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. OG I Spit on Your Grave was worse than I thought it was, and I thought it was fucking bad. Like, I thought it was going to be really, really harrowing, and it was more harrowing than than, I thought it would be. 
Also an insanely good and film. And in a great movie, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So that's it, guys. Last Tango in Paris. Uh, we have one more episode in the main season. So let's just roll on to that. Um, yeah, So sweet. Yeah, so next week we'll be talking about another highly controversial film. Uh, I think it's 2013, Blue's yep. the Warmest Color. So buckle up for that, guys. We're, we're so happy you came on this ride. Absolutely. Let's do let's do the, the rappy uppies. Um, send us an email at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com if you want to support the show. That's patreon.com slash quill and film. Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. We like to thank our patrons every single episode. So first off, right out the gates, thank you, Connor Sweeney. Thank you for that. We're sorry that we almost made you throw up with our eraser head episode. Yeah. <laughs> that, I just found that out today. I feel a little guilty. Maybe this episode will be as bad. Like, he texted me. He's like, yeah, I'm listening to your eraser head uh, uh, episode. I'm trying not to barf. <laughs> <laughs> that little alien baby, dude. I'm like uh, watching it. You're trying not to barf. Uh, We'd also like to thank Danielle Pelshaw. And that's it that's for her. That's it for you. <laughs> uh, thank you, John Shibe and Casey Shibe. For uh, listeners who have made it this deep, John Shibe recently just posted a new video. You can find it on YouTube. You can find him on Instagram. Just look up his name. You'll probably find him. Um, I'll be more prepared next time. But I do want to shout John out because he's actually doing some really interesting things and he's going to have some cool projects coming up. Right and on. it's cool to support artists in, in our little circle. So I love it. that's it for, for this episode of Measuring Flicks. Uh, guys, seriously, Last Tango, boy, check it out. Um, you just hate the idea of working in entertainment, don't you? You just don't want to be on NPR ever. <laughs> it's just NPR, though.